Oh, hey. Didn't see you over there. Welcome. Come on in. The water's fine. Welcome to another week of Amen, Brother Ben. It's the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus. My name is Pastor Ben. I am here for you. And I'm thankful that you are here listening to me. We're going to talk about peace. I just want peace, man. It's all good, bro. But in order to get to peace, we have to make sure we are taking the right pathways. The pathways of peace. The pathways of peace. That sounds like something, doesn't it? I'm sure it's been used somewhere. I don't know things about things, so it's probably something I heard somewhere. Um, <laughs> thank you all for listening again this week. I wanted to um, spend a couple days with you seeking and pursuing peace. Um, this is... You may be listening to this. You might be listening to this way in the future. But if you're listening to this on Monday, the day after I preached uh, the sermon on peace, we've been doing the Beatitudes. And um, it might not, the sermon itself might not be up. But you can go back and watch the live stream on our YouTube and our Facebook page at Freedom Family Church, Siler City. Um, I got to tell you, man, I was getting some Cheerios. Messed up some people's breakfasts. This is real bad. But, um, it was all in the interest of peace. And I wanted to talk today. Let me pull up my notes here so I know what the heck I'm talking about here. Um, about these pathways to peace. And one of the things we, we got to make sure we understand is we can't expect to arrive at peace in our lives without taking the right paths to get there. Um, this was all based off of Matthew 5, 9 that says, blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. And I, I personally would like to be called a child of God. I think it's important. So I, I guess it's important that we are peacemakers. And in order to make peace, we have to know what peace is. We have to have peace in our own lives before we can make it and share it with others. And I, I think that um, we can't begin to uh, pursue that peace without patience. Peace starts with patience. In fact, that's kind of what the apostle Paul talks about in Ephesians four, verse two, when he's instructing the Ephesians, he says, always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowances for other people's faults because of your love. So let's, let's pick this apart here for a minute because this is going to help us wrap our head around how to how to start with this this whole patience thing. Um, it takes humility, right? It says always be humble and gentle, meaning you need to always keep in the back of your mind that you're not that great. Like not bad self-esteem, but just the fact that, because um, y'all ever get this, you just walk into a room and you're like, you're all idiots. I would, you all drive me nuts. You all bug me. That's not very humble. So us realizing that even when people are doing stuff that we don't want them to do, that they shouldn't be doing, that we are one bad day or bad decision away from being in that exact same spot. So we have to be humble and then we have to be gentle with people. We can't go in and nuke them in every situation. And then we have to be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Good example. Again, not saying that people doing bad things is good and you should be okay with that. 
but you have to factor that in. And so, for instance, when my wife uh, leads our wonderful team of kids volunteers that teach our our kids and watch our nursery at church, uh, she has to make allowance for the fact that people get there late, that people bail on her, that they don't read the lessons like they're supposed to. Now, we want them to, and we encourage them to. We hold them accountable, but... She prepares just in case. She's always ready to have a backup in case somebody bails. She's always there early at church on Sundays to make sure that she makes allowances for those things. And then when they come in and say, they say, Miss Jen, I'm so sorry. She's like, so it's not great, but I, I forgive you. Try to do better next time. Still love you, right? That's what it means to make allowance for each other's faults because it's got to be grounded in your love. And when you do that, that, that kind of fosters patience. By the way, love cures all of this. Because again, one of the things that the Apostle Paul tells us that one of the attributes of love is patience. And so if you love someone, the more you love them, the more patient you will be with them, and then the more peace you'll have with them. I tell you, I've been tested lately in my patience. We got a new puppy back in uh, December. I, I felt led, uh, and I didn't really understand it, but in my gut, I felt like I needed to buy my nine-year-old daughter, who loves animals, a, a husky German shepherd mixed puppy. What the actual crap was I thinking? I don't know. But that dog is such a pain. It is testing my patience. I try to to make my daughter take care of it, but she's in school. She's nine years old. She can't always take care of the dog. She has to sleep. And the dog whines at 4.30 in the morning. The dog pees and poops all over the place. And so there has been multiple times where I have, my, my patience has been tested. And I got to admit, I, I haven't always passed that test. But I've realized lately that if I, that I, after after just sucking it up and and staying with it and, and asking God to give me patience, it's getting better. And and the reason I think that I'm we're able to sort of put up with this puppy, even just besides the fact that she's adorable, is that patience is much more attainable when you have the end in sight. One of the things that has kept me patient is I know my goal. My goal is to have a, a, a dog that can be a companion and um, you know for for my daughter and and to be a part of our our family in such a way and keep our other dog busy and have a friend for our other dog. And so I I've, I have this idea. I say, I say you know it's going to be a pain in the butt right now, but it's going to be so good later on. And and when we keep the end in mind when it comes to uh, having patience with a friend, with a, a spouse, with uh, a coworker. If if we keep our mind on the next thing and on on the goal and why we're even here in the first place, it really helps us extend patience to that person. And when we do that, I don't know if you realize this, but you are acting more and more like your Creator. First Peter three nineteen reminds us that the Lord isn't being slow about his promises, as some people think. He is being patient for your sake. God doesn't want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. God is a God of patience that time after time in his word extends this patience. He could have, he should have 
been a lot more quick on the trigger, we think. But God says, I got patience because I want peace and because I love you. So when you do that in your life, God will give that to you as well. 